Australia is unique in many ways. It's the only nation to comprise an entire continent and an island at that. Over 200 nations are represented in the 22 million inhabitants that live in Australia. Much of its wildlife, birds, and flowers are unique to this country. Australia has much stunning beauty as well. Ayers Rock, the Great Barrier Reef, and many of its beaches are well known. Today, we'll be exploring two OCI ministries, and we'll begin by a visit to Kangaroo Valley in New South Wales. Australians are historically known for their independent spirit, their deep sense of justice and fairness, as well as a love for the outdoors. Yet despite this traditionally active lifestyle, many of them are affected by the same lifestyle diseases that are so widely found in Western society. Coronary heart disease, cancer, depression, and addictions are all on the rise. Diabetes and obesity is increasingly becoming a major health problem, even outpacing their growth in the United States. The program at Cedarvale Health and Lifestyle Retreat is designed to combat the inroads of these diseases. For over 20 years, the team at Cedarvale has been introducing Australians to a new beginning. Their aim is to give their guests better health through a better lifestyle. Cedarvale Health and Lifestyle Retreat is a country retreat. We have 150 acres. And our primary task here is to offer a live-in lifestyle centre. So our guests come from many areas, particularly around Sydney and Canberra, which is our main population areas in Australia. And uh, so we have this property here where they can come and stay for five, 12 or 19 day programs. And we take care of them and hopefully get their health back on track. We're about one and a half hours south of Sydney, very convenient, but we're a million miles away from all the stress of the city. We're in the corner of a valley here called Kangaroo Valley, and we have 150 acres amongst the rainforest with lots of bushwalking trails, and the guests really enjoy seeing the lots of wildlife, and so it really is a very beautiful setting. Some of the wildlife we have here would be, of course, kangaroos. We have lots of wallabies. We also have an amazing amount of bird life, and the people really enjoy that. Our capacity here at Cedarvale is for 10 people, we have six rooms, some double rooms and some single rooms, and all the rooms have their own bathrooms. Most of the health problems that our guests come with would be stress, depression, obesity, and also along with that they have some of the associated conditions such as diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, heart disease. One of our big focuses is on changing people's diets. Um, we, we see so much in the way of people who have Diets that are highly processed, very high in meats, a bit low in things like fruits and vegetables and whole grains. And that plays a really key role in people's lifestyle related diseases, whether that's diabetes, whether it's affecting their, their mental health. Um, another key aspect to their, their, their care while they're here is really focusing on exercise aspects. And fortunately, we have a beautiful rainforest here, about six kilometres or so of, of beautiful rainforest walks. 
and the guests find it a real privilege to get outside and experience the fresh air and sunshine. And by the end of the week, they're feeling very relaxed. The walks have been lovely. Um, we've been down to the, you know, where the waterfalls and the little, well, it's like a village. And yeah, no, and it's, it's just the quietness. And we did get a shock. There was no TV. That was, we didn't, hadn't thought about that and we had no like real use of our mobile phones. And um, yeah, that was a bit, but then it's a bonus too because... Um, it's good to do without them, yeah. Being a health and lifestyle retreat, people come here initially because they have health issues, but often they don't realise that it's their lifestyle that has helped to contribute to their health problems. So while they're here, they're really uh, able to have the opportunity to develop a lifestyle program for when they go home. So when they go home, they can live what they've learned here. You know, continue to eat healthfully, um, develop an exercise program, for example. And so it really is a lifestyle approach. It is very important for the guests to experience the wholesome lifestyle in which nutrition plays one of the very important roles. And as part of everything else, it really creates a healthy environment for them and they get to enjoy everything around them once they're feeling good from the inside out. We like to take our guests on supervised walks. We actually supervise two walks a day at least, sometimes three. Um, and they need that supervision because people often need a little prod to just get moving as um, the group starts to mould together as more of a family unit. What one does, they've all got to do, so that kind of helps. Shortest length of stay for the guests here would be five days. But it is interesting that even within those five days, uh, we see huge improvements in the way they feel, in the way they act toward each other. Um, each person comes with a different need, with different baggage, and you can tell that there is something going on in their lives not only physically in terms of their health, but also mentally as well. Um, we see that the way we behave toward them, the, when they see how much we care for them, and how when we meet their physical needs, they're so open to anything we share with them. Before I came here, I was angry. I was very stressed out. Here I have found something I, I can't pinpoint. I, I don't, it must be the food, the people, the life that I've been, no television, no radios, uh, no mobile, which is lovely. I feel young. I feel like a two-year-old. <laughs> I've come alive and um, I've lost weight. Since I came here and I've been eating this food, I feel much better. I'm at peace and I want to get to know more about the Seventh-day Adventists here. They're all very happy, very at peace, and I said, this is what I want in my life now, you know? Uh, beautiful place, beautiful, beautiful people. We do a lot in terms of breaking down barriers. People arrive here and they're sort of wondering about what kind of people are these, these people who run this place? But by the end of this day, the, the barriers are broken down, they're asking questions of us, and they're feeling a lot more comfortable with um, Seventh Avenue. And that's one of our biggest goals is to break down those barriers that people put up towards um, not, only, not, not only Christianity, but also God. In Australia here, we, we have a very secular society. And so people are very reserved towards Christianity. 
And we find through the health message, through having our guests stay here, ministering to their needs, relieving pain, helping them you know, with their lifestyle issues, hearts are opened up and they become very open to hearing about the gospel through the practical Christianity that we are able to provide. My goal for the guests here is to, I would really like them to catch a vision of something better than they've come from. So yes, it is about improving their health. Yes, it is about unplugging from the, the social and high, high technological world that we live in that just stresses people and hypes them up so much. I like them to catch that sense of peace that we try to create here. And we want these people to know that this is a special place. And when they have their exit consults, many times they don't even really know what it is. And if you just gently say to them, you know, is it the fact that staff get on so well together? Is it the fact that it doesn't matter how busy it is, they still seem to be composed and, and at peace? Could it be, you know, that these people are really working with Jesus? And they actually sense that. It doesn't take very long. I mean, you could create well people, but um, we want to create more than that in people. We want them to, to be well, sure, but also to know that they've been in a place that does model what Jesus gave us. In addition to running the Lifestyle Program, which introduces their guests to better health, Cedarvale also offers a training program the students that come have an opportunity to work in every facet of the health retreat. When they graduate, they're able to take the skills they've learned and apply them in a new setting wherever God may lead them. We started a training program here at Cedarvale about one year ago. We really saw the need to train staff to do this kind of work, not only for our own centre, but also to help establish other centres here in Australia. Our students here in our traineeship program, they learn massage, hydrotherapy, nutrition, anatomy and physiology. They also learn how to work in the office. And so they get a good, you know, rounded experience in all the areas of the operation of a health centre. So when they go out, they can actually start a health centre if they wanted to. I'm doing a health ministry traineeship here. And it's really a general course. It's like we get experience with massage, hydrotherapy, doing cooking demonstrations, helping out in the kitchen, helping out in the office, so learning different skills in all those areas and seeing the, the simple basic health principles in action. Cedarvale has been operating for I think 20 years now and so is a very solid and well-established and highly reputable um, live-in health retreat and we have a really good team of experienced people and we need something like this in Australia. We need a place to send our, our young people. I try to create a team spirit where we work together. The first half of the training program is learning the theory. It's working in the kitchen, in the housekeeping and in the office. It's shadowing myself in the actual therapy with the guests. Then as the, we go into the second half of their program, they then come in and actually start doing the treatments on the guests. The focus of our program here is really to train up a, a true medical missionary. As I've grown up, my brother's had a lot of health problems and through those experiences we've been, I guess, led to really search out um, spirit of prophecy and the natural health messages. 
And so because of that background, it really gave me an interest and an appreciation for the health message. I've seen God work in powerful ways of healing in my home. And yeah, it's just given me a passion for it. And so that's, well, that's the primary reason I wanted to come here. Also the fact that Mrs. White says that every one of us should be medical missionaries. The health ministry work is largely a seed saying work. So we don't always see the fruit. And while sometimes that can be a little frustrating, we've actually seen over the years that that seed has borne fruit. Um, some do attend our church, and so that's really encouraging. So we never know how the seed will grow. But God calls us to be faithful, to sow the seed, and lead the results to Him. We do try and facilitate, follow up uh, where appropriate, and we see some good results. The aim of Cedarvale staff is to help everyone they meet find a new beginning. In a moment, we'll be visiting another OCI ministry that is reaching out to a secular society with the message of Jesus Christ. When you think of missionaries, what do you picture? For many people, the image of a doctor, teacher, or pastor in a remote country comes to mind. But the truth is, God needs people with many different skills in His work both around the world and close to home. At OCI, we're passionate about helping to connect mission-minded people with our network of more than 80 ministries. Each project aims to share the gospel in practical ways, and they need skilled workers of all types. Mechanics, gardeners, cooks, and designers, just to name a few. And of course, they also need teachers and doctors. If you're interested in serving at an OCI ministry, visit our website for a list of current opportunities or call our office. We'd love to talk to you. All over the world, people are suffering from a variety of afflictions. And while these pains and sorrows are hidden in the cities of the first world, they are nevertheless very real. Lisbon, the capital of Portugal, with its over three million inhabitants, is a prime example. Join us as we explore the growing ministry of Vida Salus. When we came to Portugal, we had the idea of having a lifestyle center in the country. You know, after spending a few years at Wildwood, we also visited Hergalia and other institutions, and those were the models we had. So when we came, we thought, well, that's what we're going to do, we develop a lifestyle center. We didn't want to live in a city, but that's what we ended up doing. So we have these medical practice or medical consultation rooms in downtown Lisbon, right in the middle of the city. In Lisbon we first started with consulting rooms and we opened a section where we were able to do some simple hydrotherapy and we've been able to establish some close friendships and it's been a blessing to be able to work with people. You know, Lisbon has just over three million people. 
and there's another city in the north called Porto which has about two and a half million people. So just in these two cities you have close to six million people. We need to be where the people are. These are the children of God. We all want healing. We all want to be free from suffering. Human suffering is universal. I'm a general practitioner, I'm a family doctor. But I would say that probably 40% of my patients come to me because of depression. We spend a lot of time with our patients. First time consultations are usually two hours that we set aside. We don't necessarily always use it, but many times we use more than that. And I think people realize that they are really cared for and that we are really trying to help them and giving ourselves to them. We also have a strong emphasis on how lifestyles affect health and disease. So we spend a lot of time with patients talking to them about their nutrition, their exercise, their stress levels, their rest. I believe that it is through the love that the Lord has given us and through us and directly through the workings of His Spirit, healing can start taking place. A healing of a relationship with, with Him, a healing of the relationships that they have with other people, and many times the healing of the body as well. As a doctor, our interest is always to be able to help people. As an Adventist doctor, our interest is even deeper to be able to help them physically and spiritually. And so to be here is always with the possibility of being able to reach somebody for heaven and to be able to bring them closer to God and to help them to know that God loves them and cares for them. And of course, as we're working with the people and they are blessed by our physical ministry, they are also more open then to be able to hear what we have to say about God. And I've never had anybody that I've asked, do you mind if I pray with you? I've never had anybody say, no, I'd rather you didn't. They almost always say, thank you, that's lovely. You know, God is in all of this. We don't have a medical consultation and then we go to a biblical consultation or a Bible study. No, the whole consultation should be based on God's principles of love, of understanding, of respect. That's a Bible study. Medical missionary work has long been an effective means of restoring health to individuals as well as introducing them to Jesus Christ. In the early 1900s, Madison College started a lifestyle center. This rural lifestyle center attracted the attention of people in the surrounding community. Individuals from the community were so interested in being treated in these natural ways that they came and camped out on the porch before construction was completed. Vita Salus faces a similar situation. Many eager individuals are longing to come to this country lifestyle center even before the facilities are finished. We want to be and we need to be where the people are and that's where we give consultations. We are in Lisbon two days a week and we see patients there. But we live here, so the other five days we spend here and many of our patients then come over and they spend a week or two or three with us to recover from their ill health. At the moment, we're starting 
with phase one, which is just to get some rooms ready for the patients. We have not been able to advertise openly because we officially are still in the process of building, but people by word of mouth hear that we are here and so people come here. We don't have a room to do hydrotherapy, for example. We use one of the consulting rooms. We move the furniture out and we do it there. And we tell them, look, this is a building site. You know, some of the rooms are almost ready, but they're not ready. We say, but doctor, it doesn't matter. You know, I want to come. So this is happening now, but we need to have accommodation as soon as possible. We need to have facilities where we can treat the people. We have been doing New Start type programs in a hotel, and our hope is that within a short period of time we will be able to open the doors locally. We need the buildings ready so that we can stop running at the hotel and we can run them right here um, on site, which I think is going to be a greater blessing for everyone. God has been able to use us to help these people and it's just wonderful to be able to see how these people then feel that they are part of this family that we have here and come and help as volunteers. I think probably most of them know that we are Adventists. They probably don't know what Adventism is at, at this stage, um, but they are embracing the values. They feel that we are embracing them and they are embracing us. And it's wonderful to have this bridge. Uh, just recently there was an opportunity to teach at a local, what they call a senior university. And the seniors of the community come to these classes every week and they invited us to teach health and well-being. I think of Enoch, who lived up in a mountain and he went down to the city and he mingled with the people and then he brought a few up, but he also helped the ones who stayed there. The final product will be a lifestyle center with about 30 beds, a physical therapy center, a school of health and evangelism for about 10 to 15 students, and a center of activity in this community and in the country. A little over four years ago, the buildings had no doors, no windows. It had been abandoned, it had been vandalized repeatedly, and it looked pretty much like a disaster. Uh, some people come here and, and, and say, well, it's going so slowly. But if you look at pictures of how it was before, you can see, okay, something has really been done here. As you can see, we've got doors, we've got windows, we've got one building about 85% complete, and we've got the two houses done, and we're on our way now to the third large building to where we're going to have guest rooms for patients and health guests. We've got a dental practice. And we never planned in heaven one, but one day uh, this friend of mine, a dentist, came to me and says, I'm willing to donate to the project all my dental equipment if you have a place for me to work. So uh, it has been a great blessing. He's a very accomplished dentist, and uh, he said this is the nicest dental consulting room he's ever had. Building is expensive in this country. It's very different from building in a developing country. We've had a lot of volunteer work here from Portugal and from overseas. Uh, Maranatha groups have come and they've helped us tremendously. Having the cash on hand to purchase materials would open the door to get volunteer labor again in the form of a Maranatha team. And that really gives a big push forward to the building projects. 
you know, we, we're going as God provides. We've never stopped working. God has always been so faithful in providing money for the work to continue. It hasn't gone fast, but um, it has gone. We're thankful that we don't have debts with the bank or debts with any major institutions. We're also very thankful for many volunteers who've come to help us because by doing that they decrease the amount of money we need to spend on labour. I've seen here in this property, as well as in my life, that God can make wonders with very, very little things. Six, seven years ago, we started doing small health expos in the community. So they started to know us even before work started here. Then when the project started about three, four years ago, that intensified. Many little health expos, health clubs. There's a flea market and we go there every month and we do the health expos. Uh, we also do health expo for kids in the schools nearby here. We, we have this project when, where we go to the village nearby and help uh, old people with carrying wood for the winter. We are pretty much doing what Jesus did. Go see what people need and try to help them. Jesus lived to bless others. And so that's really what we like to instill, the joy of service and the experience of how to do that with the young people that are with us. I just praise God and give him hallelujahs because I'm here because of him. He, he chose me, he called me to be here. Being here in the school, I can really understand what Ellen White says when she says that all the members of the church, everybody in the church, should have medical missionary preparation. It opened my eyes to the real needs of people in the world. Just give some time to the Lord, completely, 100%, and life will change. We have been privileged and greatly blessed by having been invited by the local union to start this ministry. The first thing we did, even before we opened the consulting room, was helping the churches organize health expos. In fact, over 5,000 volunteers from the church have participated. And that's a church with 10,000 members. We are here to serve people. We are here to really work together with the church, not as separate entities. We, we are here really to work together. This project's connection to OCI is, it was started in its infancy, in, in the concept of it. And it was really through OCI and its, its network of people and donors that we work with that appreciate supporting ministries that this ministry came about. It's just been, been connected very strongly and OCI has provided support and nurture um, in every way to, to make this project a reality. Whether it's their ministry in the city or their country lifestyle center, or in the training of students, Vita Salus uses a variety of practical means to try to bring hope to those who have none. I encourage you to consider what you can do to help the expanding work of OCI around the world. We deeply value your support. Please visit us at outpostcenters.org to learn more about the worldwide work of OCI and our member ministries, such as Vida Salus, here in Portugal. To contact us, email info 
at outpostcenters.org or call us at 423-236-5600. We would love to hear from you. For OCI Reports, this is Stephen Grabener.